The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I have been praying and meditating while I was uh, taking some rest, and I am going to share to you two important prophecies and instructions from the Lord that I already released to the body of Christ but we need to be reminded of them because what is about ready to happen and manifest. So I have to change the message today, the last minute. All right. I took a week off last week. I was exhausted. And sometimes I just keep on going and going and my physical body refused to cooperate. So I rested. In other words, I was forced to rest. But what I expected, the work of this ministry continued without me. Glory to God. It means to say that all the trainings, the prophetic schools, the leadership training that, uh, that I have been doing all these years are paying off. Anyone from the ministry team can take over. Is that wonderful? Anytime. The pressure is off me. Glory to God. So before I start with this important message, let me pray for you. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you touch each and everyone's heart and ears today to receive and hear what you are saying to the body of Christ and what is about ready to manifest. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that this message will be an encouragement for many. And I thank you as they listen to this program, that those that are sick, physically sick, that manifestations of their healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for whatever they are fighting with, Lord. Thank you for their deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you will touch Others who need a personal touch from you today in the name of Jesus. And I pray for heavy conviction and repentance for others in Jesus' name. I pray that they will have the heart and they will have the fear of God to correct and to do the right thing in Jesus' name. Praise God. So take a listen, my dear brothers and sisters. If you have issues or are having a difficult time to receive what I'm about ready to release through this radio broadcast, pray to the Holy Spirit. He will make you understand. He will guide you into all things. Ask God for further instruction. And I really strongly encourage you to make the necessary adjustments before it's too late. Okay? We all need to be teachable, and at the same time, the Holy Spirit will continue to guide and instruct us in the ways of God and the things of God, all right? 
For several years now, the Lord has been saying that he will show himself holy over the sight of his people and to the world. He commands us to be holy because he is holy. Several weeks ago, we were instructed by the Lord to pray for our country, to pray for our political leaders. Here, we continue to pray for Biden, Harris, and other wicked politicians to get saved, that they will not be used by Satan to destroy this country. We need to pray for their salvation. And we need to pray not out of anger, not out of frustration or hatred, because the perfect will of God is that all men be saved, that all men acknowledge the Lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the perfect will of God. Remember, we were like them before. Even though you're not as wicked as others, you receive the mercy of God. You receive the salvation from our Lord Jesus Christ. They deserve that too. If you were once a wicked, got it, then they deserve it too, because the Lord loved them too, okay? And as far as the instruction to pray for our country and to pray for our political leaders, if we pray and continue to believe God and thank Him and pray the perfect prayer concerning our country, concerning our leaders, Biden and Kamala Harris and others will be saved and they will make things right before the Lord and for this country before the Lord takes them home. And Donald Trump will be back in the White House. That is the perfect scenario. If the people of God acknowledge the holiness of our God, then the wicked laws that were passed, the wicked policies that are being implemented will all be reversed and law and order will be back in this country and United States of America will continue to lead the world and also in righteous governance. The second scenario, if we continue to insist in our own ways, instead of making Jesus as front and center, conservatives will take place and will take over the House and probably Senate and will slow down the implementations of the wicked laws that were passed. And there will be righteous politicians that will rise from both parties and probably a third party. The third scenario, if the people of God will continue to do their own things, then it will take four years. We have to wait for several years and there will be great turmoil and upheavals in this country. And people from all walks of life will be affected severely, including storms and other calamities as well as wars and rumors of wars. And we don't want that. God will continue to remember the covenant of our founding fathers. But God will not work on the evil deeds of his people. There is always call for repentance because we serve a holy God. And let us take Second Chronicles 7.14 to heart. If... If my people will humble themselves and pray and repent from their wicked ways, 
Then I will hear from heaven, hear their prayers, and forgive their sins, and heal their land. Those are the scenarios that we have to follow. So let us make sure that the best scenario that I saw will manifest in our times, in our generation, starting now. That is why I am addressing you, my dear brothers and sisters. Let us continue to pray and believe, and let us pray in agreement with what God is instructing us. And let us not give our opinions so freely or pray or speak in anger. God is calling you, and you know who you are. You are the one who do not crave recognition. You do not seek the approval of men. You are just ecstatic and grateful that you are part of this move of God and you want to be used by Him. The country needs you. The Lord needs you. The American people and the people of the world need you. So let us pray and know the perfect will of God. All right? The second important thing that I got from the Lord is this. This is going to happen. He is going to deal with his people. Actually, it's, it already started. He's going to deal with his people first before he judged the rest of the world. I saw a heavy dealing of the Lord, especially amongst the leaders, especially those self-appointed ones. Any practices, hear me out, any practices, any belief, any ways that are not from God will be dealt with, including business practices. How many times when we are in trouble or we need that miracle that we fasted and prayed to hear from God, but nothing happened? We need to ask ourselves why and don't blame God for it. Because God will never withhold good things from his people. He is holy, he is faithful, he is merciful, and he is almighty. He changes not. I will explain this further or address this on the next program, maybe, or in our Sunday services. I want to focus on the holiness of our God today. Holiness of God means he is set apart. He is above and beyond in all things, seen and unseen. Above and beyond all powers and authorities in both heaven and earth. This is the DNA of our God. He is above and beyond, pure, or purity, if you can imagine that. So when God commands us to be holy because he is holy, it means to say that he commands us to set apart ourselves, our way of life, and devote ourselves entirely to the Lord Jesus Christ. We may be in this world, but we are not of this world. We are the only creatures that were born twice, first through natural birth and then born of the Spirit. So as it is, we were born physically first, like the first Adam. Once we got born again, we were born of the Holy Spirit, like Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit first, we became a spirit being with a body. 
When God tells us that He is a holy God, He is very serious and we must pay close attention, especially the dealings are here and now. Holiness of God means perfection. His ways are perfect and He will show Himself holy. It means that we must believe and obey Him fully for who He is. Example, Moses was a prophet and he was considered by God the most humble man on the face of the earth. He talked to God face to face. Many Christians say that when Moses disobeyed God in Meribah and was not allowed to lead the people to the promised land, that that was too harsh. Why did he disobey the instruction of the Lord? Some say that he was frustrated and he was angry with a whining, complaining, murmuring people. That is possible, but keep in mind that that was not the first time that Moses was angry or frustrated with a whining, murmuring, complaining people. Why did the people murmured and complained several times? Because their selfishness manifested. They were selfish people who focused on their present situation and their present needs like some kind of Christians in our days. They did not focus on who God is. They did not remind themselves on the promises of God and what God has been doing to them. He fed them manna from heaven. But when things get tough, they complained and they blamed somebody else. It's just kind of happening today. And that is why God showed himself holy in those times. And Moses was not permitted to lead the people to the promised land. And this is why God is dealing with his people today. God is showing himself holy on the sight of his people and the world. So let us take this seriously. So it can be reasoned that because Moses got angry and frustrated with the people many times that he disobeyed God. Or could it be that Moses did not listen to the instruction from the Lord carefully and he assumed that striking the rock instead of speaking to the rock, that's what God wanted him to do since the first instruction was to strike the rock. I just want to put that there for you because in exodus chapter 17 verse 5 through 6 says the lord answered moses this is the first whining that they did when they were thirsty okay the lord answered moses walk on ahead of the people take with you some of the elders of israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the nile and go I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. Could it be just like what is happening now that we establish tradition and sometimes doctrine on the previous move of God and sometimes we marry methods and could it be that that is why there is no power in the church in our last days, only on selected few? Could that be? 
Moses was the prophet who prophesied to the people of God repeatedly. Thus saith the Lord, Be holy, because I am holy. And he was the one who prophesied that God had set apart the nation of Israel as his treasured possession. Set apart. It means to say, your life, your ways of doing things, as a family, as a person, and as a nation, how you carry yourself is set apart or different from the rest of the world, from the rest of those in the body of Christ, sometimes from the rest of the pack, a special kind of people, a holy nation. This is who we are, called upon. We are a holy nation, a royal priesthood set apart. Could it be that Moses got comfortable with a past revelation and God's ways of doing things mingled with his frustrations that he ended up disobeying God? Whatever the reason or reasons are, Moses did not have an excuse. He was a prophet. He talked to God face to face. He was used mightily, and he saw, tasted, and experienced firsthand the mighty hand of God. God revealed his plan and his ways of doing things to Moses, so he did not have any excuse. And no, God was not harsh with him for not allowing him to enter or lead the people to the promised land. Because keep in mind, I just defined the meaning of the holiness of God. God's commands must be fully carried out, period. So the coming dealing of the Lord upon the body of Christ is not harsh. He is going to deal with you and I because he is loving and merciful. He wants us to receive our inheritance and manifest our destiny finish our race while here on earth. It is going to be a time of healing, a time of restoration and promotion and prosperity to many, to those who hear and follow the instruction of the Lord to the letter. It will be painful and difficult times to the many who are opinionated, who wants to do their ways of doing things, who are stubborn, those who are self-centered, and those who have been compromising and who have not been obeying the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not just for few. It is for all of us. So those who continue to centralize their powers and limit God's people will get replaced. Some of them, they have been replaced already. Many, the Holy Spirit already left them. They will be silenced. Praise God. The baton will be passed to the replacement starting this year. And many young people will rise to the occasion and they will do greater works than all of us combined. Thank God. You will see powerful men and women of God who will graduate to heaven because they have finished their mission. They have run their race. And they will pass the baton to the younger generation or to those that they discipled. And some will continue and some of the great men and women 
will continue to do greater work with the younger generation and the replacements. And some, I hope only few, will be taken home sooner. Why? God does not want to lose them forever to Satan. So he will take some home. Okay? And don't you ever say anything, whether it's a judgment or not, if somebody died. You focus on yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Okay? So I am running out of time. So let me be quick. Let me address those that limit God and limit God's people. That is wicked in the sight of God. We all have one ministry. It is the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling mankind back to Father God through the preaching of the gospel through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ is front and center. There is no such thing as correction ministry. Some of you are so busy in criticizing and attacking those that are in the front lines, those who think, cross the line, or you feel that they're not good enough for you. You are so self-righteous. Stop doing the work of Satan. This they did during Jesus' ministry on earth. And Jesus called them the children or the sons of Satan. They wanted and they tried to continue to centralize their power and limit God's people, even in the book of Acts. But they all failed. Do you want to be labeled as a failure forever? I'm addressing those people who are telling me that I shall not be a senior pastor or somebody else shall not be a senior pastor or they shall not be doing this or they shall not be doing that or because I'm a woman or I can call myself a prophet but I cannot uh, take the position of a pastor as if a pastor is uh, greater or higher than the prophet. I will not even address that. So what are you going to do now that some of the pastors and even Christians in the Philippines, because we have ministries and outreaches there, some of them are calling me bishop. So don't, don't hyperventilate. I did not commend them to do that. They just did it to themselves. But let me ask you this so that you can stop, because that is a wicked thing. Rather, all Christians should rejoice that people are serving the Lord Jesus instead of Satan. Now, let me ask you this. Over the course of your personal ministry or in your Christian walk, how many people have you led to the Lord Jesus? How many sick people that you prayed and got healed? Have you cast out demons? And have you been obeying the Great Commission? The answer to these questions will answer whether you are serving God, yourself, or the devil. Jesus is very clear of the signs that will follow those who believe in him. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. They will cast out demons. They will speak in other tongues, and nothing by any means shall harm them. They can even drink poison, and it will not kill them. Have you been to the most dangerous countries in the world and preached the gospel of good news? My dear brothers and sisters, do not follow or even listen to this kind of people. 
even though they call themselves Christians. Examine the fruits in their life. And we know the fruits of those that are following our Lord Jesus Christ. The last verse in Mark chapter 16. And the disciples went everywhere preaching the gospel. And Jesus worked with them with signs following. Let us stay sober and let us make the necessary correction before it's too late. Make Jesus Christ front and center for everything that you do. All for the glory of God, for the benefit of his people, and for your own benefit as well. And I'm out of time. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.